0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network.
1: Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibis, along with Kathy Kovarek. And we are having a great time here at Terra Center Retreat Center. We are having donuts. We're drinking coffee. We're being led by the Spirit, right?
2: Yes, we are fanning the flames of the Holy Spirit here today. Or that's our hope.
1: We're (laughs) our hope. We had a great interview. Boys, that was just fascinating.
2: Yeah, Madeline, it's, it's, and of course, there's much more to her story that there wasn't time for. We could probably have
1: her on for the full two hours and not even touch on everything.
2: We could. That's how it goes.
1: now we have to move on to a new a new interview topic, but along the same lines.
2: Yes, indeed. It, it is so fun um, to have Nick Trask here with us today. And I actually met Nick, and he probably might not even remember it, but I probably met him over a year ago. When I was part of a life chain that we were up and down Matt Rushmore. Were you at that too, Karen? No, but I
1: am feeling a little bit better knowing the fact that I've known Nick a lot longer than oh, you, you have. Oh, you certainly
2: have. Well, good. You can take over I the I knew him when <laughs> he was,
1: we were all
2: uh, uh, shorter
1: uh, than our parents' hips. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put it that way. No, we I did kids. not know him
2: back then. <laughs> but welcome, Nick. We're so happy to have you with us today. When I met... Nick, for the first time when we were doing this life chain and praying up and down one of our main thoroughfares, Mount Rushmore Road here in Rapid City, um, what I noticed about Nick was, uh, you know, and I hope I don't embarrass you here, Nick, but just (laughs) he was so full of joy and light and just shared, uh, I would just say he shed the love of the Lord. You know, they talk about shedding virus in these days of COVID, but Nick literally just shed and spread the love of the Lord as he walked up and down. Um, I I think Nick has kind of a gift of hospitality, and he was mingling with people up and down. And um, Anyway, it was a great introduction to him. Since then, we have uh, prayed together during Mercy Night up in Hill City, and I've gotten to know him a little better over the last year. But I was just thrilled when he said yes to being here because he has a great story to share with you all about growing in the Holy Spirit and in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So, without further ado, um, Nick, if you would tell everyone just a little bit about yourself. He has, uh, and and I'll just interject here, he has a claim to fame like I do with my youngest brother being a priest. He also is, uh, he is the brother of a priest. I am the sister of a priest. So, that is part of his claim to fame, but I'll let you tell him, I'll, I'll let him tell you about himself.
3: It is true. Thank you for your kind words. Uh, and yeah, being a brother to Father John Paul Trask uh, does seem like celebrity status.
1: <laughs> At least here in
2: Rapid City. It's yes, true, it's here yeah, here in
3: Rapid City. And, uh, and I also want to thank you for inviting me to be on this program. You know, I, I, I prayed about it and of course you, you look for discernment if you're doing the right thing. And then I was talking to my friend Randy yesterday who's a spirit-filled Catholic and he told me that he could tell by looking at me that I have a face for radio, so I said you know this clearly is more consolation
2: <laughs> that's great that's great. that is a really old line Jack
3: I've heard it a
2: lot already
1: well it would would it make you feel better to know my husband says the same thing to me
3: <laughs> Well, it must be a special gift it
1: must be I think I think it, we should claim it as a special gift uh, yeah there
3: you go. <laughs> so Nick what would you like to share about yourself well uh you know I guess I would have to say I I uh within the last week leading up to this um was aware at one point in the readings and Sunday at mass where uh Moses he said are you jealous for my sake that these two other guys get this gift of prophecy just bestowed on them this anointing and then he said uh with it all god's people could be prophets yes um and it kind of spoke to me of the universal call uh and that then i went to the will graham event uh and and of course there was an opportunity to step forward and to dedicate your life to the lord so i did and there was this guy named Andy there, and he really wanted to share the, <laughs> the message, you know, and he gave me this book, and it's really uh, just takes you right through the Gospel of John. And, and uh, it's about the third chapter where it says, the wind blows where it will. You don't know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with those who are born of the Spirit. Um, and that's kind of been my experience that... that you know, you, you grow up and you have your idea of what the church is and God. And like Samuel, you know, he, he lived in the church. And, but until you really experience it, wherever you experience it, it, it doesn't necessarily make sense. And, you, and you, can't, you can't contain the spirit of the Lord in, in uh, oh, it's here, it's there, here's what you do. <laughs> like, like the
2: Celtic people say, the Holy Spirit's like a wild goose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love too, um, Nick, that you shared about that Samuel scripture, you know, because I do think that there is a point and a couple of the stories I'm going to share in the fourth segment, there is a time where we really have to step up like Samuel did and say, here I am, Lord, here I am, Lord.
3: Yeah, it's true. It, it, in the beginning of that, it says that it was at a time before he knew the Lord. Well, yes. this guy, he, he lived in the church. Yeah, And so I think we kind of sometimes have expectations, you know, I'm a cradle Catholic and here I am, you know, middle-aged, you know, and maybe I should know all about it, except that there's always more and that when the Lord calls, maybe you don't have a clue what it sounds like.
2: Yeah. And so I think it's just so fun to talk about how he leads each of us so uniquely Mm -hmm. along our journey. I love that, Nick, you and I were talking the other day. Um, you were talking about pursuing the gifts of wisdom and discernment and your experience of joining with a prayer group. Would you share that with our listeners?
3: yeah, I would you know i I remember one time and I had a a much more infantile view of of my relationship with God at the time but i I recognized that i I had gifts with regard to persuasion and intellect. And uh, I came to the conclusion that those gifts were probably not good in the hands of a drunk man. And so I <laughs> I made a deal with God that if I, I quit drinking, he would give me wisdom. And of course, the Lord, he bestows wisdom on whomever just for simply for asking for it. Yeah. But at the time, you know, I thought, well, you got to, Barter. hold up your end. Yeah. And, uh, and so I did. And, um, you know, it wasn't because the Lord saw, Oh, you know, I better, I better pay up cause he did his end. <laughs> it was just that he freely bestows wisdom on those, uh, mm-hmm. who seek it. And, and, uh, so then I ended up down in Phoenix, Arizona and, and I was just online perusing one day and, and I read this piece this woman wrote about, do you, do you feel like you've had gifts of the Spirit or experiences of the Spirit and then maybe lost it? Uh, and, and could that have been due to some unresolved uh, trauma or wound or something? And when that happened, there was tears that ran out of my eyes. And I, and I thought, gosh, you know, you don't ignore something like that. Didn't really know what it meant. but yeah. So then I went to looking and I found uh, all kinds of stuff on prayer groups and meetings and whatever and then this one it was it was one line in like a church bulletin that said prayer group meets at room 425 on monday night and that was really it but but that was kind of highlighted for you yeah
2: yeah yeah but it was the
3: simplicity of it 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 was very humble you know there was Uh not a lot of uh self-promotion or
1: there was not a lot of fanning the flames it was just there
3: (laughs) yeah it's true. And so I went there and it was like, you know, just eight people that are working class people who were on fire with the spirit and loved the Lord just madly. And the only reason they were together was literally for the life of the spirit. And from there, that was the door that really got me into, um, the charismatic community down in Phoenix and the life and the spirit and really, really, um, boosted me a lot in my working and, and learning and practicing and understanding the anointing of the Spirit. That's, what what gifts,
2: Nick, did you find at that stage was God developing? Was the Holy Spirit working on with you particularly, if you don't mind sharing that?
3: Hmm, you know, uh, eventually I ended up in the healing and deliverance ministry. And so I, I got to experience... Um, you know kind of like the what you would say the discernment of spirits uh, uh-huh. and and laying on hands and healing uh and words of um, knowledge uh and, and I got to see all of those things in action, you know as much as be able to experience it um, of course, then uh, praying in tongues um, to my knowledge, I have never spoken tongues, but of course I was um, I was interested in it says in scripture to pursue the the gifts um like prophecy yes and so I thought well god says and that's what you do you know and so I I said well I've heard of this concept of one speaking and one interpreting tongues and and so I guess I would be interested in the interpretation I said this to the leaders of the prayer group and they said oh yeah well do you have the gift of tongues? And I'm like, well, no, you know, I'm not interested in that. I was interested in the interpretation. So they said, well, maybe we'll start with the gift.
1: <laughs> you have to start where it says to start. Nick. Yes. And
3: and so then they laid hands on me and prayed for me. And and uh, it was not right away, and it was not something that just came out of me. It was something I kind of had to chisel away at and hmm. and actually ask the Lord for help with. Yes. Uh, to be able to, to exercise praying in tongues.
2: You know, and that is that is so true about the asking for help. As as all of us develop these gifts of the Holy Spirit. I just think that, that humility, that just putting ourselves before the Lord and going, help me, when we don't understand that. And I think tongues are one of those gifts that are maybe more difficult for some of us.
3: Oh, it's true. Or prophecy, the Lord could give you a dream or a vision that spells it all out, and you don't have the foggiest clue what it means. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you got to come back and ask the Spirit, okay, so I see it all. Now, what does it mean? <laughs> right.
1: The interpreting part, right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, we have to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to hear more from Nick Trask and learn how the Spirit has helped him grow in the gifts, that, um, especially in the current involvement in Mercy Nights. I, I can't wait to hear about that. So stay with us here on Real Presence Live. <laughs>
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
4: In in every case, there's a hunger for that which is, is true. The hunger for to be loved. The hunger to be understood. Who am I? Is the question that they're asking. And the beautiful thing that we have with, with Real Presence Radio is the answer to that question. The answer to who am I? I am a beloved son or daughter of god and and so the message that we that we promote through real presence radio is exactly the antidote to what what is at the heart of this this confusion this chaos that we're seeing all around us and so this is a message that has to get spread out you know further broader more generously and so it's it's tremendously rewarding for everyone who's involved in this whether it be sitting in front of a microphone or contributing to the cause or sharing with someone that you run across in the street, hey, you gotta tune in to one of the Real Presence radio stations, the one in your area, because it really is transformative and life-changing.
2: Real Presence Radio is available on Alexa-enabled devices, including Amazon Echo, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To enable the skill, just say, Alexa, enable Real Presence Radio. To listen, say something like, Alexa, open Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play. To which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use commands like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, on Alexa-enabled devices
0: you're listening to real presence live on the real presence radio network join the conversation on our facebook page or on twitter and be sure to like and follow us for more great catholic content now back to the show
1: hey welcome back to real presence live i'm karen Gibis along with kathleen kavorik and we are here at the terra sancta retreat center on a beautiful fall day, even if it is overcast. We are speaking with, well, Kathleen is speaking with Nick Trask. And we, I I think this, can you believe we're, we're well into our second hour now of our show. It's almost done. It's gone fast. It has gone fast. And I think what better person to have sitting in the hot seat (laughs) than Nick Trask. For
2: our second hour. I wish you could see his big smile when Karen said, in the hot seat. <laughs> he, he is in the hot seat a little bit here. Yeah, Liter- sh- literally the Holy Spirit hot seat. Yep.
1: He, so, the the, the <laughs> flames are fanning. <laughs> yes, we're
2: fanning those flames.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the higher joy and is, higher. The joy is radiating off.
2: <laughs> yes. Go Holy Spirit. So we were just talking about the gift of tongues, which I think is kind of often problematic for Christians to oh, understand yeah. that gift. I myself had... Kind of a huge block to receiving that gift it, it just seemed kind of strange to me on one level so i kind of had to overcome that and nick was just sharing with you all that you know it was a process for him too and then he was talking about the gift of prophecy and we were discussing a little bit on break here um, how all these gifts we need to keep turning back to the lord and um, discerning how we are to use them. For instance, with prophecy, I may see things, but I have learned through training that I don't always speak it. And I check with the Lord about Mm -hmm. whether that is Mm -hmm. something I'm actually to deliver that to that person or just something he is showing me. Um, So, so Nick, anything to add to that, or what's your
3: experience? Yes, uh, you know, I was reading in scripture, on the way into town there was a passage on the anointing and how it teaches you and as for you, the anointing that you receive from him remains in you, so that you do not need anyone to teach you, but this anointing teaches you about everything that is true and not false. Just as I taught you, remain in him. That's verse twenty seven out of uh first John chapter two. And I I look back in the old testament when the the spirit of the Lord rushed upon Samson and there was a lion attacking him and he tore it in two with his bare hands, you know, and, and another time the spirit of the Lord, uh, descended upon him and he, and he killed a thousand men with the jawbone of a jackass, you know, it was, you like that. Well, it must be really something, <laughs> this anointing and, and yet, uh, with that kind of capacity, you know, I probably never lost in arm wrestling. So he decides, uh, Oh yeah, I'll I'll just go claim that Philistine woman over there just because I can, you know, and <laughs> and, and of course it was it was that uh, journey that that got him into trouble and and then his hair got cut. His, his hair, hair gets cut trouble. off, and and the anointing left him. him, and and it but it wasn't God punishing him. It was that that the anointing was for a purpose and a reason and and if you abuse it like you say you know you, you get shown something well if you don't have charity in your heart and and you see that you know somebody stole 10 dollars out of the collection well uh you know Padre Pio I think he had the ability to to read hearts and he had a lot of of fruit from that because he was very charitable with people and yes. in, in helping them reconcile with the lord rather than using the gift to you know Go bed the Philistine women or something.
2: (laughs) Okay, can I hop off of that for a minute, Nick? I was reading more about St. Jerome this week. And there's the story about him where a a lion comes into the monastery where he is. And all the brothers and priests scatter. You know, this lion is in their midst. And St. Jerome in his compassion, just like what you're talking about, sees that the lion has a thorn in his palm and he takes that out. And so I've been reflecting on how important it is for us to have compassion on those who may even attack us in these times. Um, and and again, you know, back to you, it's like we stay tuned to the Lord in in. You know, our kind responses um, in our use of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, those sorts of things. But, you know, maybe the next time, listeners out there, you you are on the receiving end of an attack. You know, you can think of St. Jerome and think about um, there may be a thorn in that person that you can help take out of their paw.
3: Yeah, it's true. It says in scripture that it doesn't matter if you have all these gifts, if you lack charity, you're not doing anything good. Right.
2: So it, it all gets back to what we were talking in the early earlier segment about what I learned in spiritual exercises is that first step in our Christian walk is all about the love of the Lord. And until we receive that fully, we actually cannot give that fully to others, I think.
3: Yeah, it's true. Uh, and, and if at times you have experienced a, a gift from the spirit or an anointing and you you seem like you have lost it or it's gone you know maybe it's gone for a season but also maybe there's maybe there's something in you maybe there's some repentance or a further yes. uh, growing closer to the lord that is required for you to then operate in that same gift in a way that's fruitful
2: exactly and and I'm glad you mentioned that Nick, because I think we're always to look at the fruits at that outgrowth as we're operating gifts of the spirit just like I was talking with Madeline we we look for is it effective you know is it bringing people to Christ or bringing them closer if they're already Christians um, you know and and you know what's that we, we should be receiving a positive affirmation um, you know, that that is of the Lord. So always, our litmus test is looking for those fruits, those good fruits out of it. And if you've got rotten fruits, well, watch out. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Nick, you've been involved in Mercy Night up in Hill City. And I, I wondered if you could talk about that for just a little bit, kind of uh, how we do Mercy Night here in the Black Hills, just in case we can inspire any other church or congregation to look at that.
3: Yeah, well, the last couple of events in in Hill City uh kind of has a format of um begin with mass and then uh maybe take a break uh and then there's exposition and adoration and um usually someone gives a message uh inspired by the spirit with then an opportunity for for uh, adoration uh, at the same time as praise and worship music, yes, and I, from what I've seen, the Spirit of the Lord really loves good praise and worship music. Yes. You know, it says in Scripture that that the Lord inhabits the praise of His people, uh, and so then there's there's praise and worship music going on, and then an opportunity for reconciliation. And we've noticed that the line in the confessional is, is pretty long. And, and that's awesome. It is.
2: Yes. Yes.
3: You know, the Lord loves repentance. <laughs> it makes space for Him to do great things in your life. Yes. But then there's also um, prayer teams, uh, and and an opportunity for um, some people. You know, maybe they just they just need somebody to lay hands on them and and pray the words of God over them. Some people actually need to be able to to talk about something. Um, and receive some kind of counsel and and with the prayer team it it brings an opportunity for you know just lay people who have their own experiences and their own gifts to be able to exercise them and try them out and and build up the community and so we've seen um you know opportunities for for growth in in the healing and deliverance ministry at that event also
2: yeah, that's really wonderful. I, I feel real fortunate that I was able to be part of the prayer team um, in Mercy Night a couple months ago and, and love being part of that team. It's, um, but like you said, Nick, the, I love also seeing those lines to the confessional, you know, that, um, you know, dealing with whatever those obstacles are in our life to kind of clean that out, make room for more of the Holy Spirit. It's it really, really awesome. So it is, it's fun to see, and it's fun to see how the Lord is drawing all of those who are, you know, participate in Mercy Night, you know, that help out with it. How I think he's drawing us closer together as a, as a community also, uh, which is really, really powerful.
3: Yeah, you know, there's a lot of different aspects to it. Everything from, you know, just somebody opening the door and welcoming you into the church to, you know, laying on Sometimes you see somebody get slayed by the Spirit and just are just laid out on the floor and some people, you know, maybe they experience the gift of tears. And some people walk out of there and they seem unaffected and and then you get a report later on that something drastically changed in their life, you know. And
2: yeah, I I learned early on in healing training to to assure people that, you know, maybe their particular answer to prayer doesn't seem like they got their answer as they were prayed for. But the Lord is always working, and and they receive something, and and to to look for that, and to pay attention to that as Which they is, go
3: forward is good because it's more individual that way instead of just reaching into your bag of tricks and. <laughs>
2: actually we need a real caution there if it
3: becomes the bag of tricks i think
2: that's i think that's the danger zone when we turn it into when we ritualize it to an extreme degree sometimes that does not allow the holy spirit to move you know we don't allow that freedom of the holy spirit sometimes if our if we you know have just a certain expectation, yeah. you know I, I look at the scriptures of how Jesus healed and you know everything from spitting and doing the dirt in his palm and applying it to someone's hands and you know fingers in their ears, uh, you know it's always different. yeah, like every time, and we need to uh, we need to pay attention to that.
1: Well, thank you, Nick, for being here with us today. We are so glad that you took time to share your story with us. We're going to keep you with us over the break, and you're going to be with us for our last segment of the day. It's going to be so... This has gone so quick, hasn't it? Yes, it has. <laughs> it's like Real Presence Live could be four hours long. It could be six hours long. We could just keep talking, <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> uh, So... Um, when we come back, though, we're gonna, Kathy's going to lead us through some stories, um, life-changing experiences, and then we'll have uh, a little bit of a roundtable discussion. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be just a beautiful moment to see where the Holy Spirit Will end the show, right? Because it's not what we're. It's how he's going to end today's show.
2: Amen, sister. Uh, (laughs) I'm preaching.
1: So we. I want to remind everyone: we're live here in Rapid City at Terra Sancta Retreat Center in the beautiful Black Hills. We are experiencing what can only be called as a uh, a fall day without the heat, and I like it. It, it's it's beautiful. So We are blessed. Uh, hopefully, wherever you are tuned in, listening to us, you are also experiencing a beautiful day, a beautiful weather, and a beautiful blessing from God. So stay with us. When we come back, we are going to have a great time hearing from Nick. And, and we're going to bring Madeline back, yes, right? Yes, yes. So we'll be right back here on Real Presence Live.
0: Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live